0: Hello and welcome to Renegade Mama. I am your host, Natalie Rees. Today on the show, I speak to Avalon Darnesh. Avalon was my first guest from season one. Avalon is a free birthing mama and describes herself as a visionary who is midwifing cultural evolution as we unravel the old and birth the new. The theme for today is standing in your sovereignty in all aspects of your life in these changing times. We talk about how knowing your rights is paramount, how to say stay centred and calm, and also our excitement for this changing world and also what is to come. We also chat about these changes and how they've Brought into focus how controlled we really are as a society and how breaking free from the system is inevitable if we want our sovereignty but also how it is so free we reflect on how free birth and other choices such as homeschooling have been an important step in moving outside the system and how it has been quite easy for us in some ways because of this I know for many people this time can be scary, but it really is the most exciting time to be alive, and the opportunities there to take your power back into your hands has never been more important or more exhilarating. Well, welcome Avalon to the Renegade Mama. It is so wonderful to have you back
1: oh thank you it's so fun to be back with you here again
0: i know and we were saying we first i recorded my first episode right at the start of this shit show um <laughs> oh let's uh rephrase that at the start of this like great awakening um <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today to talk a little bit about um standing in your sovereignty and how we navigate yeah um mm-hmm this uh movement into the new world
1: yeah totally and it was so funny because I was I listened to that episode that we did right at the beginning of COVID and and at that point I think we were really a little bit naive about what was actually about to happen like on the statewide level it's like oh we get to stay home for a couple of weeks this is okay (laughs) (laughs) 18 months later little did we know (laughs)
0: Uh, Uh, I have to go back and listen to it yeah it'd be really interesting I was saying to you I edited some stuff out of that that I'd said where I said oh I think COVID's um I don't know what I said something like bullshit or something um but now I can say that I think the whole thing is a crock of shit
1: (laughs) yeah oh there is so many layers to it and there is so much distortion and manipulation and mind control and that's really what we're dealing with right yeah Yeah
0: yeah yeah it's really really interesting. Um, I guess what I wanted to talk to you about is yeah how do you stay in your sovereignty in this kind of yeah climate I think I was saying to you for me I feel a little bit ahead of the game because I've kind of opted out of the system for quite a few years now but I understand some people haven't or only partially um, you know and I understand and you know absolutely have compassion for people that this is a really fucking scary time for many you know like you're losing your jobs you're this you're that you know Mm. but how how do you navigate it
1: yeah yeah and I just want to follow on from what you said then like the truth is that this situation is is affecting a lot of people in a real way like there's a lot of suffering and there is a lot of fear and pain and like that is a real thing that's that's currently happening at the mm-hmm. same time as there's this massive awakening happening, right? Yes. And so, to give a little bit of context to where I'm at now in my sovereignty, if I, if I wind back to twenty years ago, when I even longer, like even as a child, I remember being out in the garden. I was probably about seven or eight, and I remember thinking oh I can't wait for things to change like I know things are going to change and I just knew it back then I was in the garden and the world just felt so surreal to me already like I felt like I didn't really belong in my family the only place I really felt at home was in the garden and I could sort of foresee in the future stuff was going to happen there was going to be a big um like I knew it was going to be messy but it was going to be better after yeah just had this knowing and so when I became pregnant I knew that I needed to move out of a city and I needed to set myself up somewhere safe where I wasn't going to be reliant on infrastructure that I wasn't going to need to yeah I just needed to be out of a city I needed to be able to grow my own food and it was just a knowing inside me that I needed to do that and so that was 20 years ago And so I've since then set myself up in this beautiful part of Australia where the weather's amazing and the ground is really luscious and fertile. And from the beginning have lived in a way where no one else has authority over the choices that I make in my life. So for me, this is natural. Yes. (laughs) It's been a long time of developing this strength and you know, having, being an entrepreneur, having my own, doing my own work in the world without a boss, no one is here to tell me what I can and can't do or what I, what choices I need to make for my own health. Right. Yeah. Um, We've raised our children outside of the system. I've free birthed outside of the system, like those entities and and institutions have never felt aligned for me anyway. So for me, it's, continuing that and just really dropping more deeply into the knowing that in truth no one has control over me and my Mm -hmm. life
0: yep absolutely and I think also as we were discussing a little bit before it's about the energetics of it for ourselves to kind of really be standing in our power
1: in regards to our own energy totally totally and That's so big because when you know that you are a living woman or a living man or a living child, you're a human on the earth. The truth is that we are all born sovereign. Mm -hmm. I'd never sat down and gave my signature to agree to any conditions of being here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so now it's starting to become clearer and there's there's people unraveling this whole mess of the corporate structure and all this stuff going on mm-hmm. in the modern world but the truth is that we are not bound by these fraudulent laws yeah and that can that can sound very confusing for people i get it i totally get it because you're like oh but the government they make the rules and they set the mandates and then we've got the police to enforce all these rules so with what i'm exploring now there's been a corporate takeover of australia like we're in australia right and i know that this has happened in other countries it's different in different places of the world but i'm just going to speak to where i am because that's Mm -hmm. where my interest lies at the moment and that's actually it's brought my awareness back to australia where i need to actually focus my attention because in my work and in my business I, i kind of expanded globally because that's what you do like when you're on the internet and I mean, I'm still so happy to be connected with people all around the world, but I really feel my focus is needed in Australia at this grassroots level, particularly with the mothers who are raising the children on this land. Mm -hmm. And so at this point in time, we actually need to become really aware of our rights and what's actually going on and so my partner Brett and I have been attending all these zoom calls and trainings and really going into the next level of the rabbit hole it's not like we don't need to know about the Illuminati and all that stuff like that's all there right that that's like that's like fucking a decade ago that was pretty (laughs) obvious (laughs) (laughs) now it's like right so who actually are we and who does pull the strings and who do we need to answer to and so uh, even the police, who are the the ones on the on the ground enforcing these mandates, they are a private corporation. They do not even work for the government they work for a a, a foreign company right so when we were little, a policeman was representing authority and would have i mean even we could even question that even back then but now. It's even more dodgy because if, just say, I want to keep it as simple as I can because there's so many layers to it. But basically, when if a police officer approaches you, uh, firstly, be a human. Like the thing is, we were talking about this before before yes. we started recording. It's like everyone that you encounter on earth is a human. So stay in your heart and connect and stay grounded and stay present to yourself and just respond but if someone was to attempt to try and have authority over you and and you know give you a fine for something you can ask them for three things for their name for their badge number and for their commercial contract because they're actually a contractor for a private company coming to issue you with a tax invoice which is in the form of a fine so we've been conditioned to think that if we get a fine then we're in trouble and we need to pay the fine so that we it doesn't get worse and we don't go to prison the truth is they're offering us a tax invoice because they're a private company. They have no rights over us whatsoever. They're not part of the government. And if you gather that information, I need your commercial contract. Some of them don't even know what that means. And that, and the point is if they do issue you the fine, that's okay. Because if you simply um, don't pay the fine and you contest the fine, you say, actually, you know, I'm not going to pay it. It doesn't hold up in court because none of the mandates are even um, lawful. Mm -hmm. There's, there are some basic human rights and laws that undermine all of these laws and, and rules and mandates and regulations at the moment. And I don't, you know, I don't want to spend time talking about all that stuff, but even on that level of the actual law and what we actually need to do as humans is when you stand your ground and you know that no one has authority over you, you can navigate from that place. Mm -hmm. Right. And no one can force you to do anything. You just stand strong and you trust yourself. And, you know, for me, because I do a lot of women's empowerment work and grounding and connecting in with my body, with my heart, with my voice and honoring my own intuitive knowing that I'm connected with life. Right. And we're all connected with life. Mm -hmm. And When you connect in with that, if something does not feel aligned for you, trust it Yep. and stand strong. You do not need to do anything because someone else tells you to do it. Absolutely. And I just know that it's like unwavering for me. It's almost like a joke that anyone puts a fucking hat and a badge on and comes over and starts to think that they can tell me what to do, like my fucking father. And he can't even tell me what to do. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same
1: thing. So I have a healthy, disrespect for that level of authority and that's been a part inherently a part of me since a child actually same
0: I think the really interesting thing is so I don't know if um a lot of midwives (laughs) everyone is being silenced right now and it's only because they're still engaging with the system that they're being silenced like I've got a great friend (laughs) um And she's been reported to ARPRA now um, a few times. One, because of her posts on Facebook on her private page about the COVID vaccination, questioning it, different information from, you know, experts, whatever. And um, fucking who cares if they're experts? I mean, I don't know why I said that. A whole, you know, her own opinion.
1: People who know stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, a variety of people. I don't care if they're an expert or not. Even from her intuition, she might write it. I don't know. Anyway, she's been reported to ARPA because it's against the code of conduct for their fucking midwifery guidelines or whatever. And I just keep saying to her, and I understand why she's got clients, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck them off. Disengage from the system. You will have more work if you are in your integrity and you don't have to be involved with this fucking system. And she will. Um, it's yeah. just like a process. And I understand like to jump ship straight away when you need income whatever but if you trust in that Mm. that income will come it will come like I know it's scary for these people that are still in the system but fuck being silenced anymore fuck like answering or engaging in the system anymore we don't need to
1: yeah exactly totally
0: and you know I, I noticed like there's another midwife Melanie the midwife who put a thing about vaccination in pregnancy and she just like analyzed the studies I thought it was actually quite pro-vaccination anyway she's had to take it down because it goes against guidelines because she's having an
1: opinion
0: I'm just like fuck this when can we where's freedom of
1: speech gone yeah well freedom of speech does not exist in the matrix yeah and so pardon explain that I don't understand what do you mean Freedom of, freedom of speech does not exist in the matrix by that I mean in the in the control machine
0: oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: like the the ones controlling the media controlling social media controlling yep. the government controlling public perception like this goes right back to like early 1900s but even way back longer than that yeah but you know with the whole propaganda movement and the brainwashing it's not hard to brainwash lots of people if by no repeating. one's allowed
0: to have a fucking opinion. <laughs> if if there's only they, one yeah, exactly. if exactly. there's only one like you just don't realise how insidious this all is until now. Like you never real well, I never realized. It's just amplified how much control they've had over us for so long.
1: Totally. It really it's surprising, right? And 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 each person I speak to at the moment, and even I said person, right? yeah person and we it's part of our language, so I get what I'm saying, but like as a person, a person is a dead entity written on a birth certificate, right, so we actually are living human, living man living woman mm-hmm. um so the the men and women and children, but mostly the 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 sisters that I've been talking to are really surprised at the choices people are making at the moment, particularly people that, you know, they thought, oh, right, it's interesting, just can be a bit surprising to see who is really um, being so strongly influenced by yes. this propaganda machine yeah, um, and making choices that they wouldn't choose as a free sovereign being who's feeling empowered yeah. in your own ability to nourish yourself on all levels financially and, you know, with your kids, raising your kids and, but the money thing is a massive thing right now because basically the government has got a lot of people by the balls. Yep. And so when people are living, are, are fearful and they're, they're uh, living in a, a state of scarcity and they yep. have been relying on a certain way of living yes. to survive, mm-hmm. then that is such a vulnerable place to be in.
0: It is. But... It is also not that vulnerable when we just actually stand into our power and we start owning it. You know, there is a billion ways to make money and through the system (laughs) is one of them, but it's actually a really fucked way to make money uh, because they're controlling you. Unless that's what you want to be. If you want to be controlled, great. Um, But if you want to stand in your sovereignty, you have to step away from the system completely. And yeah, yeah, it's like, People have relied on mum and dad for too too long. The, the system, the, mm-hmm. the government,
1: mm-hmm. just
0: like so freeing to be part of that. But I do also understand when you're so entrenched in it, I'm trying to have compassion here because <laughs> it's easy for me to say because I've been through all this. And like you, you've been through this the past 20 years. But if you haven't done it before, it is scary and you do feel vulnerable, yeah.
1: Well, especially... Because we're living in such a distorted consumer culture, a lot of people are up to their eyeballs in debt. Yes. Right? So if there's, like, this pressure, like, every week I have to have this much money coming in to be able to stay afloat, then, you know, that's a high-pressure kind of lifestyle. But that's also a choice, right? Absolutely. Because... And I've heard this so many times because I've been homeschooling, unschooling our kids for the whole time. Like my 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 eighteen year old daughter originally did go to a kindy, Mm -hmm. Steiner kindy, and I was a part of that, and it was really beautiful. But it was like after a little while, I didn't want that kind of a lifestyle where we need to get up in the morning so early. Oh my god, me too.
0: (laughs) I felt like Like, suffocated by the two half mornings he did. I was
1: like, (laughs) I don't like having to be here at this certain time every day. exactly it was so fucking so disruptive to our peaceful life (laughs) so we decided to just stop doing that that was my original choice to homeschool it was like we just want to be in our own rhythm and the first week we were like oh this is so good we can do what we like we can have breakfast whenever we want we don't have to shove it down and rush out the door and like it was just a lifestyle choice really yeah um so yeah. Reflecting on that. And back then people would say, oh, you're so lucky that you can homeschool. I just, I couldn't homeschool. We've got this mortgage. We've got all these bills to pay. We've got this, you know, my, maybe we're living in a certain place that's cost a certain amount of money. And, and I'm like, well, all those things are a choice. Absolutely all those things are a choice people are just so identified and wrapped up with the particular lifestyle that they've sort of become accustomed to mm-hmm. that it's like what what could be different like what if you didn't live in that house or in that place or what if you had someone else come in and share or what if yes. you had like there's so many different ways of yeah. Seeing it. Cause I was a single mum, So I had to be quite creative. Right. And absolutely. I lived in a beautiful place and often we would, I would share a house with another mummer. It's like, Hey, let's, let's get an awesome house much better than what we could get on our own. And mm-hmm. we're paying less than what we would get if we we're getting a crappy house alone. And like, it's just starting to look outside the box of what can we do differently? And do you need to sell that fucking $40,000 car? Like, do you really need it? exactly and and pay off all those debts and kill that credit card and then like there's so many things that people are so accustomed to thinking they need to maintain but Mm on my my invitation is to really question it all like what is it that really matters so that you can free yourself and it's a big transition you know before you mentioned how going from being really entangled in the system to being out outside of it it's it's not just a click of a fingers you know Mm. because like from our perspective of living outside the system you know and and still having a foot in it obviously we still have it we're in australia we're in a first world country like we've got we're, we're, we're very highly regulated yeah um um but it's only the last six months or so that it's really started to become evident how regulated we are in australia and i feel like Part of the Australian culture has deliberately been indoctrinated to be, oh, she'll be right, mate. Just let everyone else deal with it because oh, yeah. it's so intense. When you look at what's actually been going on in Australia, um, and so that that shifting from being immersed in the system to being out of it, 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 there is a process, and part of it is actually learning to trust life. Yeah, and trust yourself. Trust your intuition totally to move out of fear and scarcity and struggle because from that place you're you're not going to see possibilities yeah and then and that and that's a nervous system thing so that can literally be the body like if you're so wrapped up in that you actually cannot see another way unless you actually shift your way of being to drop into deeper presence feel connected with the earth and this is where our beautiful Indigenous brothers and sisters have so much to teach us and Mm -hmm. I feel that this is this you know reconciliation is not let's put our arms around each other and say sorry it is so much more than that like we now need to truly connect and work together and move through this because there is sovereignty and there are human rights and this is something that our these beautiful souls have been you know really up against for for a couple of centuries yeah we're now experiencing the oppression that our you know brothers and sisters of this land have been experienced for a long time so now it's like all right let's let's unite
0: yeah absolutely and i think it's really interesting um (laughs) for my husband who's at the opposite end of the spectrum he's like went to one of the top boys schools here in Perth and he said he's finding it really hard because he's been privileged his whole life and finally (laughs) his rights are being taken away from him his privileges inverted commas and he's really struggling with that and you know I think it's again easy for someone like myself to say, oh, it's easy, just fuck the system off, rah, 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 because I don't have anything to lose because I'm already out of the system. Hmm. But I get it when you're on the opposite side of that. And I think that is why it can be, well, it is easier for people that are already in touch with their intuition, their instinct, their whatever, and like people, not all people, but some people in Indigenous cultures and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. because they've already practiced that for so long. (laughs)
1: yes Um, yeah that's right and it's a
0: much bigger shift when someone's yeah been on the other end of the spectrum for so long
1: yeah so if you think about the indoctrination lifestyle from very young you know in the more privileged the 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 family or the culture the the more disconnect can be woven through right because there can be like child care from a really young age yeah. so there's complete strangers raising children who are needing bonding and connection and love <clears throat> yeah so there's that trauma right from the start actually we'll go back even further go to the birth yeah you know when there's the the interruptions of birth there's the medication there's the disempowerment mm-hmm. of mothers there's the disruption to the bonding
0: mm-hmm.
1: so from that point and that's no accident that that point has been targeted to separate mother and baby from the very start. Absolutely. And look, I'm going to bang on about this. I've banged on about it so
0: much. But even from the fact that right as your baby is birthed, somebody else is literally, you're handing it over to somebody else. They're fucking grabbing your baby from your vagina. In 90% of hospital births, even many home births, mm. the fucking system, the medical person, whether it's a midwife, doctor, whatever, is fucking grabbing the baby. Mm-hmm it's like so symbolic of you handing your power over to the fucking um, government for the rest of your life. I, I it just fucking blows my mind. Yeah. It's just like this symbol. I'm like, why are other people, she's fucking given birth to this baby. She's growing it for nine months and now you have to fucking take it off her right away. Mm. Fuck off. Like, i of passionate about yeah. here, but it's like women grab your baby, hold your baby. This is your baby. Like, yeah. And that sets you up for the rest of your life.
1: Exactly. So that's where it starts. So the separation starts from the beginning. Yes. And then there's the the schooling indoctrination system, which is oh, all yeah. about inadequacy.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And, you know, needing to just like fill your head with information. Much of it is just like completely irrelevant and not even what is really important to know.
0: <sighs> Absolutely.
1: Um, while continuously having a culture that is dominating and overriding your own instinct so you can't even be in your own rhythm you can't eat when your body's hungry you can't rest when you need to rest like we just we're so so indoctrinated out of our own our own flow of life yeah the whole time
0: i'm running a little homeschool program at my house on a Monday and her
1: little girl comes who still goes to school and she
0: just takes the day off and she's like oh my god this is amazing I could eat when I want and I can play when I want I'm just like it's fucking crazy for me that yeah right from that young age they're so dictated to of what they do and of course that happened to me as well and totally it's just something so simple but right from the start no wonder all these people are lining up for the JAP
1: yeah, exactly. So it's it's set up that you, someone else knows better than you from right the very from the beginning. Start. Hand yeah. your power over, hand your power over. And I feel really grateful that I was sort of set up. I mean, I had that background as well, right? I grew yeah. up in a normal suburban family in Adelaide with the castle parents, <laughs> <laughs> if you're familiar with that movie. Um, lovely, kind, hardworking people and just really in that matrix world yeah right and then i was sent to christian schools and different i was raised catholic yeah. and it was when i was 11 and i was sent to this school and the teacher was such a tyrant mm. and she was bible bashing us and we had to re- we did 40 minutes of devotion every day and she was trying to cast out devils out of people if they had oh cold and it was so intense that i was just like what the fuck like these people are full of shit so yeah. I thought that at 11, <laughs> yeah. I think before that, I was just kind of like drifting through things. I was a bit of a daydreamer. And it was from that point of 11 where I started questioning the whole thing. So that's quite a long time because I'm like in my mid forties now. Right. Yeah. Um. But it took that oppression for me to actually kind of rise up against that. And now yeah. that's what's happening to people on the collective level.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, people are starting to wake up. And um what I was saying to you before is how important it is as each of us as an individual, not online, and online's great as well, and obviously the podcast, whatever, but in real life talking to people about um <laughs> yeah, standing in your sovereignty and not doing what you're told if you don't want to. You know, I was yeah. telling you a story where I went to a 40th the other day. And I was speaking to somebody that works in health policy with vaccines in the government. And I thought, oh, here we go. But then I started talking to her and she opened up to me that she didn't want to get the jab. She'd had the jab because she felt forced to, but she was just like completely had not spoken to anybody because she's surrounded in such a world that everybody does what they're told. And she just was Mm. completely um, blown away by being able to speak to someone that actually said, you don't have to do that if you don't want to, or there's another way. Mm-hmm. And I think we can underestimate that everybody innately knows that what is right for them. And we have, yeah. there's this illusion that there's a consensus that everybody wants to do this,
1: mm. but, and that, yeah. Well, that, that, that's part of the whole uh, matrix media machine, which is shaping perception and giving the illusion Mm. that this is what people want and this is what everyone's doing and they're just shutting down anyone who contradicts that in the Mm -hmm. slightest and you know they've got is it the dirty dozen or this 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 list of people these these heathens on the planet who are the most amazing oh yeah intelligent highly you know highly knowledgeable people who are supporting health
0: yeah. Is this like Joseph McCuller and, um, yeah.
1: Kelly Brogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. all these amazing people that I just thought, wow, I love learning from you. You really bring so much wisdom to the planet. And then they're like outcast, like the devil.
0: I know. And this is the crazy thing. If anybody is like a mainstream doctor, like Kelly Brogan is like, she is a, I, I assume she's still registered. Maybe not for long. Who knows? Um, If they just question big farmers, suddenly they're a fucking quack or they're some kind of crazy person because they're questioning the narrative.
1: Yeah, it's so big. So I just wanted to get back to the nervous system thing, right? So because when people are really indoctrinated from birth Mm. in this system and even from before birth, right? So depending on the mother's state of being in pregnancy, so -hmm. if if the mum's feeling... Um, disempowered Mm -hmm. then that that emotion like if she's got fear and if she's worried and if she's going to get all the tests on her baby and this and that because she's actually just not in her own beauty and power as a beautiful divine birthing woman Mm -hmm. then it's already emotionally set up an environment of fear yeah and the the brain is not Uh, flourishing in the way that it does when you're in a state of peace and love and it allows the the higher aspects of the brain to really open up higher levels of creativity and intelligence like that's actually not happening for a lot of people even in the womb like the brain development is being Mm -hmm. stunted yeah and then even further depending on the the disconnection of the early years so we can it, it can make a big difference just purely to Um, be really connected with our babies to be really aligned in our love in our pregnancies and feeling that so that the baby's feeling safe Mm -hmm. because if if we're not safe in the world and that the world is is set up in a way the mainstream world is set up in a way that you're not safe that there's always something that you need to get to be a a valuable person or you've got to like obey these rules and you, you you're not enough and you know there's always someone else who knows better and all that stuff yeah. it's like grown adults are living in a perpetual state of infancy, like emotional yeah. Um, immaturity, yeah. yeah where they are assuming that some external force is the authority, and that's not true at all as a as a human living adult human in maturity no one has rights over anyone else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us innately know that. That's why this whole game, this circus playing out in front of our eyes is just so bizarre. Yeah, (laughs) It's so bizarre. But like like for the majority of people at the moment, they are literally still wrapped up in a level of immaturity and dependence based on, it's almost like a level of trauma bonding, right? So the sort of deeply wounded on the inside haven't had the space to to really acknowledge or feel or express their pain or sadness or frustration because you're not allowed to because sit down and shut up and go in the naughty corner Mm -hmm. right Yeah, yeah and so people have just swallowed and swallowed and swallowed and tolerated and tolerated to the point where they don't even know how they feel anymore and then there's all the mental health issues which then arise from that because people are not Actually, able to be really seen and loved and witnessed and expressed and allow these energies to flow through us as they are designed to in the moment when it happens, right? So, there's all this backlog of stuff. And, like, I don't want to dismiss or minimize anything to do with mental health because it's real. Yeah. Like, it's a real thing. It's just like, it's based on the environment that we're in and the culture that we're in. And, it's disconnection pardon it's disconnection isn't it totally and what I spend a lot of time doing in my work is slowing things down for people Mm. like how about let's just take a moment to just pause take a breath and like we can even do that right now just wherever you are just take a moment to take a breath and there's a certain uh, breathing which is really simple a simple technique where you can just allow your out breath to extend a little longer than your in breath so if you breathe in then breathe out as if you're blowing through a straw and then if you do that a couple more times just breathe in fully breathe out slowly what that does is it actually tells yourself that you're safe.
0: Yeah.
1: It lets your nervous system step out of high alert and go, all right, I must be safe. Because if I have the space to be able to breathe out slowly, then I must be safe. Because when we're feeling uh, anxious or fearful, our breathing becomes shallower and shorter.
0: Mm. And we're
1: literally not getting the oxygen that we need. And le- and that's like not even including a mask, which is even worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but allowing yourself to slow down. So what happens then is what, you know, if someone is able to be safe, to let their guard down, to stop holding onto control, mm. then that actually opens the the floodgates for whatever is actually there to be able to flow through yeah and so often there's sadness there can be intense rage you know for women when i support them to really connect in with their body and into the womb space particularly you know because that's related to sexuality and relationships and there's like oh there's this well of of energy but the the beautiful thing is that it doesn't take long for that energy to flow through and be released Mm. And it's, it's like we all, it's like humanity needs a collective (laughs) releasing of all of what's, what's been suppressed and withheld and, and shoved down. And it's like allowing that safety to feel what's there. And it might, it might be a big cry, you know, like sometimes even in a circle, I'll hold a circle and sisters will arrive. And like, my intention is I'm holding a safe space for all to be truly connected with themselves and should be authentic and that's my intention for the space yeah and people come in and they don't even know what's happened and suddenly they start crying they're like i don't know i'm crying and then they start apologizing because it's cultural to apologize for actually feeling anything right yeah it's like it's totally safe to feel what you're feeling it's beautiful these are healing tears these are sacred tears and just let that happen because it's so healing and it's like collectively we need to grieve a lot So true. There's a lot because yeah, we're in that holding pattern of not feeling Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing what I'm doing, and I can't do that, and I can't stop, and I can't change anything. And it's just that's the machine that is literally at breaking point right now. And so it's luckily it doesn't happen for everyone at the exact same time, right? Mm. There's this big like wave of awakening that's that's going (laughs) through the planet, and everyone reaches your own rock bottom. Everyone yeah. reaches your own breaking point and tipping point. And it's like the tipping point is that it, there's a certain percentage of people and it doesn't actually need to be that many because mm-hmm. the frequency of love is so high vibe and it lifts the collective so much more powerfully. It's like one to 70,000 or something. Like it's, yeah. I, I can't remember. I just vaguely remember that figure, but it's something phenomenally extreme in the, The like one person who's in a a state of vibrational harmony Mm -hmm. alignment lifts up like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands who are who are really absolutely
0: yeah i remember reading a study about a meditation that they did in america and how it uh, reduced crime in the city yes um over a thing because they were all meditating on it. I thought it
1: was really fascinating. Exactly. So, you know, and, and I'm all for taking action and standing up and having our voices heard. Mm-hmm. What if we also coordinate? Yes. Love in. Well, that, that, that's, yeah, exactly. I think where it needs to start with
0: the energy healing and the emotional healing. And I think, you know, I was going to talk about, you know, why people are wanting to get this jab because you're talking about people wanting to feel safe and coming feel safe is getting rid of that trauma. But for them, it's having this drug that is gonna make them feel safe. And it's the same with antidepressants and other things that pharmaceutical companies are replacing our need for connection. And I was telling you earlier about the homeless man that I saw yesterday in my, um, son asked me why he was homeless and I said it's because he's not connected to anyone and he's decided to connect to some kind of substance instead because that makes him feel safe it makes him feel loved and this is exactly what's happening right now people are so disconnected they're so sitting in trauma that the way that they feel like they can guarantee safety is by having this injection and I think Mm. like you're saying coming back to that deep knowing this deep processing of our emotions to sit with ourselves and really, um, yeah, be able to connect with our own power and connect with each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because when you, like, when you, un unleash unblock that life force energy that is in you, you know, and this is, this happens for us in, in an empowered birth, right? Like it's just like the next level. And I, and I, I know that my births have activated even more power within me because mm-hmm. I feel so powerful. And this, this force of life that flows through me, this force of life, it heals. It's highly intelligent. It's sophisticated. It's like, we don't even understand it yet. Like we absolutely divine organic intelligence intelligence is so much more um, sophisticated and, and, um, powerful than anything that we could create artificially from our mind. Even if it's from, you know, intergalactic intelligence doesn't matter to me where the technology comes from. Yeah. Organic intelligence is sublime. Like it's just so infinitely powerful. And I've had incredible experiences of my own healing moments where, you know, something um, you know a, a specific memory that's coming to mind is when I had mastitis one time and this takes me back to the Gulf War because my first baby was a baby in, when there was the Gulf War happening and there was a big protest in Adelaide and I went to this protest I was breastfeeding my baby and and at one point we needed to sort of get her on a bus and I took her off and so I meant that normally I would just breastfeed her and it was all flowing and there was no interruption but because it was interrupted something my bra cut in or something and I ended up getting mastitis and it was so bad. Like I was like feverish and shaky and feeling hot and feeling really like, oh, I think I've got mastitis. And everyone that I spoke to was like, oh, you got to go to the doctor and get antibiotics straight (laughs) away. And the the internet was around back then, just sort of newish. And it's like, oh, antibiotics, antibiotics, got to go get on top of it. It can be deadly and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really serious. But then I decided to just sit with it, and I'd done Orion Theta healing, where I connect in with my own power of of healing and go into that area and literally take my consciousness in there. And I could see the blocked duct and the swelling and the redness and the soreness, and it was so it was like kind of quite angry looking in my mm-hmm. in my breast. And I put I positioned my daughter in a certain way that her chin was was milking. It was like really upside down weird position on the couch, milking the sore bit. So as she was drinking I just put all of my focus and power into my breast and into the tissues and into seeing the milk duct freeing and the swelling releasing and as I was doing that it was like the most powerful meditation ever it all released and the the milk just squirted and my daughter choked and it was just like fuck that just happened <laughs> It was so amazing. And it just completely cleared. Mm -hmm. And that was just like, just a little example of how powerful we are when we go into the body, healing can happen Mm -hmm. instantaneously.
0: And what I wanted to say, and I think this is an interesting point and let me, let me, let me know your thoughts on this. You know, you said this happened at a protest. Now there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, energy in the room. And, you know, I recently went to a protest freedom rally But I'm in two minds of it because I guess if we're there peacefully protesting, just showing our presence, I think that's great. But if there's an, I don't want to say anger, but if there's a fight there, Mm. then is that not counterproductive to what we're trying to achieve? Like we're actually saying that they have the power over us already by fighting instead of standing up and just living our lives
1: in our sovereignty yeah I totally hear you you. and in response to that I've had mixed experiences so we had a the, the first freedom rally here a couple of months ago was absolutely beautiful like it was this high vibe beautiful hearts drumming chanting hugging it was so nourishing spiritually for all who were there yeah and that was amazing and it was it was more like a gathering than a protest well it was it was like you know it was just saying collectively we feel the need for freedom and we are going yep. to stand in our joy and that's and it And we're right? showing you our freedom here we are and at this point with with the level of separation in culture there is something really nourishing for the spirit to to gather with others with Absolutely. that shared perspective it was really um it's a relief in some ways yeah. and it's validating
0: and it's connection it's reassuring
1: yeah yeah reassuring there's a lot of people on this path and you know there's only apparently like 10 percent, or like you know only a small portion will actually step up and come out there's a lot more that that feel the same way who don't actually come out and take action around it
0: yeah
1: um but then in relation to what you're saying like you know is that us just pushing against something which then just creates even more illusion of their power when we stand up against it like exactly I I feel that actually it's not so black and white either yeah. right because yeah, we yes. do need to stand up and we see that things change when enough <laughs> people stand up things change but we actually also need to make sure that we are focusing on what are we actually creating mm-hmm.
0: yeah right? we have to and be that- very conscious about the way that we're protesting or maybe it's not even called a protest it's a uh, I don't know collective consciousness, freedom movement. Oh, I don't know
1: what totally. it is. Totally. Well, the problem, the problem with the protesting is that there are people planted into the protest to ignite violence who are um, not actually genuinely there for the right reasons. Like yeah. they're there from, you know, the opposition, <laughs> so shall we say, yeah,
0: um,
1: to actually ignite more violence because violence doesn't help
0: no it's different
1: when you could stand strong in your power and say hey look this is this is this is my truth I'm standing strong in this there's so many there's hundreds there's thousands there's millions of us who feel this way yeah it's amazing to do that I love it it's one of my favorite things ever when I'm in a collective group of humans and we're just like yeah look
0: look at us vibrate (laughs) woohoo it's amazing
1: yeah yeah it's amazing and yet um. yeah what something has shifted for me personally even the last couple of weeks where my my partner and I were like you know regardless of what's going on with all the fucking bullshit and the laws and the regulations and the mandates because there are people in high places who are dismantling all that I know that's happening yeah like this there's this a few different movements and people right up in there with intelligence there's this guy Russell J Gould who is just phenomenal he's right up in there and Um, dismantling things and there's uh, incredible lawyers there's class actions there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of legal things happening at the moment to reveal the fraud and corruption and I trust that that is actually a real thing that's happening and there are people and that's their life purpose to do that yeah it's great and I like being aware of what's happening but I also know that I'm here to birth the new and, you know, to inspire and guide others to remember how powerful you are Mm -hmm. to come back to the truth of who you are and, you know, put yourself, move if you need to, like, I trust everyone's where they need to be. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if, if you're suddenly having a reality check of your life and going, well fuck i don't even really want to be here and is this really my 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 path like reevaluating life and and having some big questions and going well is this i think that's one of the gifts of this situation is that it's actually forcing people to reevaluate the choices that they're making and the lifestyle and And, you know, it's not, it doesn't always feel like a choice when that's taken away. Like, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. businesses and things are really struggling and dying at the moment. And that, and on one level, that's really tragic, Mm. you know, because there are people who genuinely are not having access to the basic resources that they need to live. They're not having the food that they need to eat. And like on a, on a survival level, it's really quite chaotic and, and devastating, a lot of people what's happening and it's also symbolic of the end of a of a an era of so much so much distortion and corruption so that yeah it's it's kind of messy but it's part of the transition and I feel it's like we're moving from the from the age of the separation and individual into the collective and humanity yeah. and the village
0: yeah
1: and so yeah. we can come together it's like well rather than letting people fall through the cracks it's like well what happens if we actually care about other humans exactly what happens if it's not just about me and feathering my own nest and having my own car and having my own job what happens if we start to open up our perspective and that's what we're being forced to do mm-hmm And we need to do that because we are so much stronger together. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So much stronger together. And I think, as I was saying to you before, it's also not about dividing ourselves with the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. It's about having compassion um, and understanding for all because maybe I was there once upon a time. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean that these people can't grow and change. Um, and they're going to, I know, be joining us as well.
1: <laughs> totally. Well, see, I'm I'm now experiencing walking side by side with people. Some of, you know, most of the people in my world have, have chosen not to receive that experimental injection because... Yep. Of obvious reasons yeah but the pressure is so huge it's like we are right in the middle of the highest level of pressure and coercion and tyranny Mm -hmm. that our country has ever experienced yep and so of course there are people that are going to succumb to that and they're going to make choices that they wouldn't normally make if they felt like they had if they felt safe, if they, if their needs were met, if they felt free to move around where they wanted to go, you know, it would be a whole different scenario, but the truth is there's the pressure combined with the restrictions. And so, you know, if we look at what we explored earlier around the level of disempowerment that is like systematically driven in Mm. to the culture at every stage it's inevitable that a, a proportion of people are going to submit to that and make choices that, um, you know, and it's it's like we can stand side by side because it actually doesn't actually help if we then feel a division mm-hmm. between us and, and the people people who are making different choices so that's kind of the next evolution that that we're being asked to step into and it will be interesting over the next few years to see what actually happens on a health level also Mm. for the people who do have these this nanotechnology and toxic things and all this fucking very strange experimental serums and stuff in their bodies like Mm. that the information about the the repercussions and consequences of that is being so suppressed. Oh yeah. There's so many people suffering, having massive reactions, and it's like, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. It's all good. It's all good. Get your injection. Get your injection. Meanwhile,
0: it's crazy because you know, like if you think about me, I don't know anyone who's suffered long term consequences of COVID. I know there might be, and I'm not saying they there aren't and you know I know people have died um, but unfortunately they've always maybe not been taking 100% responsibility for their health Um, and I guess the people that are getting (laughs) this jab as well aren't Um, but I know I personally know people that have gone blind in the eye from taking the jab people that have got myocarditis from this like I can give you probably five people that I know personally it's like Mm. crazy
1: yeah and why is this
0: not being reported in the media well we know why but anyway
1: well yeah and like looking if you look at israel which is the most highly vaccinated population they're like right on the front lines of get that needle into everybody mm-hmm. they, their deaths and their cases are through the roof now yep, yep. it's complete like it, it's basically like everything's topsy-turvy everything's an inversion it's Mm -hmm. just such a very bizarre time to be alive and as we were chatting before we press record today we're like it is so bizarre watching what's going on and people in the future will look back at this time and go what was what were you thinking what was happening and we're like I know we were in it and we were saying that (laughs) yeah
0: exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i was
0: saying how i was reading horrible histories with my son which is like a kid's history book and yeah i was like we're gonna be fucking in this book <laughs>
1: yeah, we are. and so like on a practical level you know i, I mentioned that breathing technique before and that's, it's very you know a lot of people already know that it's so simple but first get in your body Yeah. You know, like be in your body, breathe and feel what's actually there. And if you're feeling sadness, let the tears flow. If you're feeling anger, let that move through you. It's like Mm -hmm. it's an embodied evolution. Yeah. Right. And so it's like purifying your vessel in a way that you can be so in touch with your own life force and your own intuition, intuition and that knowing like you're connected with everything and this is the awakening it's like we know that we're connected with everything we know that life force energy flows through us we know that there is so much we can do Mm -hmm. to nourish ourselves and support our health and the truth is and this is you know hopefully this doesn't sound careless or anything but there's always a a percentage of humans who die every year from respiratory problems and And people die that's what happens
0: we're all gonna die
1: (laughs) And the the statistics are so fascinating because there's less people who have died in 2020 than there were in 2019. I know. And it's like, people are like, oh, but you could die. You could die. It's like, actually, you're human. Like, if you're unwell or if you're immunocompromised or if you're somehow, you know, kind of got other contributing factors, you need to look after yourself. Absolutely. You need to optimize your. your you need to take health.
0: responsibility for your health. You totally. alone yeah.
1: are the only one that's responsible to, responsible for your own health. And if you, you know, and this is something that I looked into when my when I was pregnant, because when I was very first pregnant, uh, nearly twenty years ago, someone said to me, "Whatever you do, don't vaccinate," and it was something that I hadn't even thought of. Mm-hmm. So I started to look into it. started to look into immunity i'm like well if i'm gonna look at health i want to know how our immune system works Mm -hmm. and so what i discovered was that our immunity is so highly sophisticated we still don't even really understand it right Mm -hmm. but one thing that i know is that your body's immunity is optimized when your vessel is clear yeah because the immunity is designed to eliminate toxins or anything mm-hmm. that gets in the way. So the cleaner that you are, the healthier you are, the optimized you are to be able mm-hmm. to overcome anything. Cause that's what we're designed for and getting, you know, obviously vitamin D, the sun, yeah. getting out on the earth, the healing energy of the earth. Like imagine if people were taught that that matters.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And connecting, back to yourself and disconnecting from all the shit that we're being fed so we're not in this constant state of stress because I know I was saying to you before um, that my husband has been really angry about what's been going on Um, and it it is a fine line because like you say we need to be really aware of our rights Mm. we need to understand that side of it but then we don't want to be too Um, obsessed with what's happening and what's going on Mm. Um, and the the shit the media is feeding us Mm -hmm. because then you're just living in a constant
1: state of anxiety and fear oh totally that is the frequency that comes through those channels so basically I haven't had a television for 20 years and it's like I don't know if you've seen there's a remix of the Gladys um yes I have our our health who is she I don't even know premier or something yeah she's the health person someone but it's just like it's this remix of her just like saying you're going to suffer and I'm gonna shoot you in the face And that's literally what it sounds like to me when I turn on the news regardless of Mm. what they're saying it's just like this it's so toxic it is it is It's really really toxic and
0: even from the other side it can be toxic you know from the you know awake inverted commas side it can be toxic with the fear that is instilled all the time and unless it's coming from a really empowered place I think
1: totally it's that the division and the fear and the judgment and all of that stuff which is so prevalent within that domination paradigm the toxic patriarchy kind of energy Mm -hmm. and that's you know it it really is up to each of us to clear that from within ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah absolutely and um, that's where you can come in if people do want to help clear that stuff. I they? love I that.
1: I love that so much because I, you know, have the perspective that there's a lot of stuff that we have experienced and that's accumulated mm. um, in this modern culture that can really get in the way of feeling your innate life force and your creativity. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what is it that you're here to contribute and being connected with your soul? And that's what I love doing. It's just like really inviting people into deep presence. Yeah. Yeah. To feel, to feel and and, sorry.
0: I just going to say, maybe you could do a session with Gladys.
1: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I think she's (laughs) too (laughs) far gone. (laughs)
0: But Seriously. Like we were saying this before as well. Like if we look, you know, there's different perceptions of what's happening, you know, is it, you know, all these evil people, blah, 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 you know, conspiring against us or whatever, or is it a fuckload of traumatized people in positions of power that aren't able to actually deal with their emotions and all they fucking need is a big hug. (laughs) Not a big, that's not all they need, but you know what I mean? Um, They need to connect back to themselves, back to their emotions because they're coming from a place or they're living in a place of fear and um again the drugs just seem like the answer for everyone because they're so disconnected to everything else
1: yeah yeah we'll get this I I as I mentioned I don't have a tv but I took my girls away for a night a couple of nights we went on a little um outing just the three of us because we're in a blended family family with five kids now so my my two eldest we went away and there was a TV and it was, it was at the same time as the Olympics. And I remember oh, when yeah. I was little, I used to like watching the Olympics, watching the sports on the telly. Yep. <laughs> and so we had we put the TV on because it was a novelty. And so there was ads in between. And I haven't seen ads for a really long time. And there was one ad that came on. Most of the ads were for drugs. They were for various different types yeah. of drugs or for, like, energy drinks or something, right? But one of them was a little girl and she was, it was, the scene kept flashing to different activities that she had after school. And she was really tired and she was like doing this thing. And then the next one, she's doing this other thing. And it was like through the week, she was getting more and more tired. And the the narrative was like, you know, we, our children have so much to do. And I thought, oh, wow. They're going to actually say, (laughs) let your child rest. Right. That's what I thought it was leading to next minute. They pop some fucking pills into her. And she's like, boom, I can keep going. Oh no. out what's the messaging what's the messaging it's so intense (laughs) oh it really really is but you know those people in the positions of of power at the moment or perceived power in the Mm. in the dysfunctional system there's a whole lot more to that around their allegiance Mm. and what they actually believe in and the the um the very distorted religious undertones of that and the cult level of that and the you know the widespread it's really yucky but like there is there is like serious control structures that have basically consumed these humans they're part of a machine that they're operating from and that is all tied in with the the pedophilia and the child sex trafficking and like all that stuff like that is what is running our world right now Mm. like it's seriously twisted stuff and so that's where there are there are some in those worlds who can dismantle that from that level Mm. which is massive so um you know it's it's the end of a very long dark time for humanity it's all coming up it's not new it's not like all of a sudden there's these you know people doing all these horrible things no it's been happening for a really long time and now just as it gets to that breaking point where it cannot continue we're seeing it all and it and and it makes it look like it has even more power than it ever has but in truth it's losing power because the more it's exposed the more it basically it's 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 catalyzing this massive awakening and people are just like whoa that is not the world that I'm contributing to Mm -hmm. so there's these parallel realities and it's such a fascinating time so we can contribute to the the path of aligning with our hearts and aligning with this this new way and I'd love to step into that space because this is where magic happens. Mm -hmm. this is where we unleash the creative genius that we each hold within ourselves. And we also, you know, tune in to spirit and soul and go, okay, it's no accident that I'm here. Why am I here? Like so many people are deeply unfulfilled. They're like, is this all to life? I'm doing this fucking shit job. And it's like, no, that's not all there is to life. There's a lot more. We're here to create heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. to create a beautiful world we are living on a magnificent beautiful planet right nature is such a, a medicine such a remedy for these times and we can learn from that and even the way that we exchange money and we move into this is this is my edge of evolution right now is after dismantling even more of the the corruption and the control forces and all that it's like so we're in this transition and I really feel that right now that the old is unraveling yeah and the new I'm getting glimpses and I get shown visions and it's amazing but the actual next few steps over the next few months and potentially maybe even the next couple of years it's a bit unclear but it doesn't matter that it's unclear because only one step is shown at a time yeah yeah and that's the biggest challenge I think for people who are Living from fear and they're needing to know if I trust my intuition and if I take this step, I need a guarantee of what the outcome is going to be. But you actually, there are no guarantees yeah. other than are you living aligned with life? Yeah. Or not? Yep. Yeah. Because when you're living aligned with life, all that needs to happen will happen because the next step will be revealed. And then the next step will be revealed. And we're moving into this more organic flow and stepping out of that rat race, coming mm-hmm. into a rhythm that feels more relaxing. It, it's a, it's an evolution of nourishment. Yeah. Like we need to heal. We, we're all of us to different degrees are traumatized in this culture. That's the way it's set up. It's a broken culture. Yeah. Right. So many of us have been doing a lot of healing over the last decades and stuff. Um, Healing can happen really fast. Yeah. As I mentioned, you know, it's, it's, we're in accelerated time. So as soon as you open that doorway and you say, yes, I'm ready, guide me. What is it that needs to be released so that I can be um, a clear vessel to receive guidance about what's next, and that that's the realm that I live in now, and that's the realm that I'm <laughs> people to join me in. And Absolutely. so then we we start bringing each of our different unique skills and gifts and contribution, and we start to weave this beautiful new culture, and that's what's happening.
0: Yeah, yep and it's so exciting, like you say, it can happen just so fast, and it just makes me think of my guest the other week. She had two C sections, going for a third one at a natural birth, booked into the hospital. And at 30 weeks, she decided to have a home birth with a midwife. Midwife dropped her for another reason, anyway. And at 34 weeks, she decided to have a free birth. She went to have fucking amazing free birth. And it's wow. like the growth that she had in amount of like a few weeks is fucking phenomenal.
1: Totally. That's amazing.
0: What a beautiful story. You know, it's just like. How fast? And this is what's happening now. And I think it's also what happens in pregnancy a lot of the time. Yeah, like that's a really big time because I think you're more spiritually open. Um, yeah. Or you're forced into it in some ways. Um, but we can do that obviously without pregnancy. And I think everyone's having this opportunity right now for this spiritual growth and this openness. And it's actually a really exciting time.
1: It really is. And the other piece to mention is as we move out of that, um, the debt slave system, right? That, yep. that control structure, we also So move into a much more aligned way of exchange with each other. And we, yes. and this is a beautiful experience that I'm having now because I've been immersed in the entrepreneurial world and particularly the last sort of decade or so, there's so many trainings and teachings and people say, you've got to do this this way and that way, and you have to do this and don't do that. So as I'm just like dissolving and releasing all of that, and going, well, what is it then? Like, and I'm actually feeling the value of things. It's like, it's this whole different embodied way of of relating and being really authentic and seeing each exchange as an opportunity to become more present to myself and mm-hmm. what am I actually needing and how can I support another and what are they needing? And so there's a lot more negotiation can happen, right? And a lot more like if we move out of things of black and white and it's all fixed into how do we actually flow into this more organic way of being where we trust that our needs are met like we start from a place like if you look at nature start from a place of nourishment first like that's the priority get your health in order get you know get some rest get out on the earth and it's from that place then and looking at nature to our example nature gives from the overflow right Mm. a a tree is not gonna like a plant's not gonna burst out a flower if it's not getting the nourishment it needs from the roots yeah right and it's just like with humans we're thinking oh i need to do all this stuff but if your roots are not even connected with with the earth and you're not nourished you don't even know what you're capable of yet right and so yeah this is the evolution it's like if we remember who we are as humans if we like unlearn how we've been overriding our own self and our own rhythms and our own even our own intuition Mm -hmm. like undo that and return to that return to being connected again then allowing that life force to flow through and guide. And it's, it's a whole new level of synergy and collaboration and nourishment. And we literally, and like, even at the moment, we're still using money. Yeah. And I know we've got crypto and we've got coin, which is a, another kind of like alternative currency. There's, there's various options of exchange, but essentially we can detach energetically from that corrupt system but we can mm. still use dollars, but we're using it's a, it's a form of agreement with each other. It's like, okay, here's what I'm offering and here's the value. And if this is valuable, valuable to you, you'll, you know, this is the agreement or maybe we could talk about that. You know, is there yeah. something else that you could exchange with me? And it's absolutely. And this is where I would love to go next
0: of like getting out of the system even more. Um, totally. And I listened to a podcast with Maren Green about, um, Uh, do they call it like the gifting economy I think yeah and you know she acknowledges that you know obviously we're not there yet and there's a lot of things to kind of you know work out and whatever but then we can disengage from the tax system everything and just look after each other in our own communities yeah Um, exactly what that looks like right now I don't quite know but it's something just to think about because we didn't know a lot of things right at the start, but if it starts to come into your consciousness, then it starts to happen in some way, shape or form, you
1: know, it does. And I, and I'm, that's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing that start to take shape, something that I just was just this sort of random distant concept. Yeah. As you said, it starts to, you start to move in that direction and then your creative energy goes there and then other people, and then it just starts to take shape. And Australia is the land of the dreaming, right? Mm. So it's like, if we can dream it into being, and it's interesting because there's a lid at the moment trying to stop the dreaming. It's, and it's mm. no accident that Australia is a place where there's all this tyranny coming down hard because we are the land of the dreaming and we are here to birth the new. And mm-hmm. we're in the process at the moment of founding a church, the Divine Mother Temple in Australia, which is a it. sovereign organization in service to the flourishing of life yeah and so in mapping that out it's truly in service to supporting a a village culture like a culture where people care about each other and we reunite with people in our local areas and we provide support and resources and gatherings and um, yeah it's it's that next evolution of culture because we're we're not going to go back to like Mm pre-industry right we have there's certain things that are now part of our world that we move forward with but how can we use our resources wisely
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how can we each step in and contribute so you know related to the gift economy it's like a, a con- an economy of contribution where each human you have free will and sovereignty and there's a level of responsibility being part of a culture mm-hmm where you actually step in and you give but the giving is so enriching because it's what you're here to do and it's your soul work and it's so yep. nourishing yep. and that's what's missing for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and what also is missing and I was listening to a podcast or a video with Russell Brand which is a funny guy but um he was just t- well who he was interviewing was talking about this is the problem with society today that no leaders are taking responsibility for anything because it's not local. It needs to come back to the local so then we can each take responsibility for our roles. Whereas they might not agree with something like my friend in vaccine policy or health policy in the government. She didn't necessarily agree, but she didn't feel like she had any right or Mm. responsibility to say any different inside that organization because no one is responsible for anything. It's all this kind of just do what you're told. And so when we come back to local, when we come back to community, when we're each taking responsibility, then it's way more transparent and we can own it all ourselves. Yes.
1: And where everyone has a voice. Exactly. Yeah. And we actually care. And it's like, well, that, you know, that person down the street that barely ever comes out, what are they actually needing? Yes. You know, and recognizing that there is a lot of deep trauma. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mistrust the there's a lot of pain and that's why you know I mentioned about the the need for grieving and what I've experienced myself because my my grandfather just died actually like a few days ago so he was like the the patriarch of our lineage Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when and it was just in the morning he hadn't actually even died like it was like a few days process and it's been a long time coming, so it was, you know, we were all prepared. Mm. But on the weekend of of his death, I just felt it. I just felt the in my heart the um, the pain that he had been in because he really had held on to a lot of pain and a lot of anger, and was watching the TV a lot and really in that domination mindset. Yeah. Like it's so strong, but, and he had been in the war and he, you know, had all that stuff. So there was like this real righteousness and mm-hmm. um, that kind of um, energy. And so I really tuned into him and the level of pain that he had actually experienced in his life. And it was so deep in my heart. Because, and then it kind of moved into feeling the pain of the, the dying patriarchy yeah, and not just, the patriarchy as in those in roles of leadership, but the way that it's dismantling just on a local personal level for so many people. Right. And it was just this deep, deep grieving. And my heart was just caving in and in and in on itself. And it was so intense. It was so intense and it was all moving through my body and I've got, I'm on the floor on my hands and knees, just bawling into the ground and snot and tears and everything. And just, It was so like I was completely surrendered and overcome by these grief, just way waving through my body, washing through. And it felt like my heart was just caving in so deep and deep and deep and deep. There was, it was a portal that there was no end to it. And it was just so intense. And I also felt that this was not just about me. This is not just about my granddad. It was so deep. And I also feel that. And I've felt that at other times that, when you're sensitive and when you can move energy through we're like being filters for the collective so not everyone actually needs to feel all the stuff because some people are actually transmuting and and clearing so much of it and that's happening too Mm. and I really felt that and I felt like my granddad handed me the baton it's like in the lineage he's been the one in the 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 position of power he's been the one with the authority he's the you know the the strong patriarch and it's like you know what granddad we've got this i can take this from here because this is a whole new world that we're moving into and that's the transition we're in and there are people are exactly where they are like everyone's at a different point Mm -hmm. on that whether they're still grasping onto the old Or where they're feeling terrified as the old is starting to suddenly reveal itself to be not quite what they thought it was. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, in this place of, oh, I don't know what's next. Or in the place of, oh, wow, I can actually do what I'm here for and feeling that activation and actually start to weave the new. Mm -hmm. That's what's all all coexisting all at the same time. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Avalon, um, we better wrap it up there. But thank you so much. If people do want to learn more about what you do or get in contact to work with you, uh, what is the best way?
1: Well, the best way is through my website. So if you go to my website, it's blossomingwoman.com.au. The other way to connect with me is on Telegram. I have a Telegram channel which is called wild mama radio. And so it's T dot me slash blossoming woman is my telegram. So they're really the two main, like I shut Facebook and I have got Insta, but Insta suddenly like reopened Facebook. And there's a whole fucking drama around that. Cause I'm, I've been walking away from Facebook for at least a couple of years. Yeah. So I would not say connect with me on Facebook because I could be gone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if all goes well. Um, yeah we've got a web weavers community a beautiful sisterhood where we gather in zoom circles and we do beautiful heart connecting and visioning and weaving the new that's a beautiful um evolution that's happening as well and we've got the divine mother temple just in the process of birthing in australia which is really exciting because that's about honoring women's wisdom and consciousness evolution and uh, supporting humans to remember how beautiful and powerful we are and so that we can synergize and leave a more beautiful world for our children
0: yeah absolutely
1: wow thank you so much it's been really fun to connect with you again and yeah. i i i i'm gonna make a prediction or make a prophecy yes so the next time we connect we are going to be right in the new and it's flourishing and people are getting it and this whole stuff is going to be revealed for what it is and put behind us and it's that shift it has has happened yes
0: Yes. Yeah. I love it I love it I'm so excited for it I
1: really am so to be continued to be continued thank you so much Avalon
0: Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for listening to The Renegade Mama. If you would like to connect with me, submit a birth story, or just find out a little more about what I do, check out my website at therenegademama.com. Or you can connect with me on Facebook as The Renegade Mama or Instagram as the underscore renegade underscore mama. Lastly, can I ask you share this episode with at least one other person? I want every woman to know it's possible to birth in her power. So please share far and wide. Until next week, remember to follow your intuition, not the institution. We are sovereign. We are free.
1: If you like the Renegade Mama podcast, then leave a review. You can do so on iTunes or our Facebook page. The Renegade Mama is released weekly on both Apple iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you get your podcasts.